Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and we're so glad that uh, you're here with us today. Man, it's going to be a great a great episode as we pick up in part two of Marks of a Successful Marriage. And um, so before we dive in, Bonnie, um, I thought we should tell everybody listening, you know, we talk about the uh, the farm and different things that we're doing on the farm and, yeah, and the just... little retreat area down here and uh, i say down here because we record the podcast here in the barn yeah 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 and um so tell everybody what what, kind of what we're doing this week well this week well it's it it's gonna sound like it's we're gonna tell you you're gonna like oh well that's nothing major but we we've planted some trees on the property and back when in the fall when we planted some um maples uh we were we had ordered a weeping willow to go down by the pond and it was we couldn't get one to to come in, and so finally it came in. So we and, and this they, week they would get uh, small trees, yeah, but one of any enough. size that you know that will um, you know actually be something before in we my lifetime. Yes, in our lifetime, because <laughs> trees don't grow real fast, and we were like, okay, that's going to take forever. But um, anyway, we did. We finally got the big weeping willow in, and. We put that in yesterday, or we had it put in yesterday, and boy, that's a process. That's amazing to watch somebody dig. Yeah, it's a, it's it's <clears throat> really wonderful to watch someone else dig the hole yes. and plant the tree. Yeah, but it's down in the pasture where the horses stay, and these are like baby horses. <laughs> They're <laughs> only a little over a year old. And so they uh, they like to make a mess of things, and they like to get into things. Yeah, and so we're having to put a fence around if we want to protect this tree till it's old enough to protect itself, basically. Yeah. It's um, funny because I was reading how big, you know, how wide out do I go from it? And someone online said, uh, take the width you think it should be and then triple it. <laughs> and uh, they must know our horses. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but anyway, so I was thinking about, okay, I got to build this little fence around, and it's going to be about eight posts. Uh, I got to dig in the ground, and um, and I don't, you know, I've dug a lot of fence posts in my life, but um, with fence post diggers, and I've rented an auger, which is awesome. The dog auger just digs it, you know, you crank it up, and it digs it in a couple, about a minute. And um, so I'm on, you know, uh, Home Depot looking how much does it cost to rent an auger for the day because I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to pay for a week of digging eight, you know, eight fence posts, right? Well, you're going to pay for it either way. If you keep, if you dig <laughs> physically, that many, Physically yeah. or financially. Exactly. And so. Well, if you pay for it financially, you got to go get your back straightened out anyway. That's true. So. So I, um, I'm thinking, man, I got a 12 year old and uh, this would be, and he's wanting to earn some Christmas money. Yep. And so I was like, this would be great. This would be probably the hardest thing he's done digging eight holes that's a there's mm-hmm. they're they're uh tough to dig yeah and so uh so anyway so since the ground's pretty hard right now we've i mean we just recently got a little yeah. bit of rain but yeah. the so ground is really hard that. so anyway so i thought through it and i thought okay first of all when you ask a 12 year old to do chores you get this instant uh <sighs> right so last week on the podcast we talked about positive sentiment override and negative sentiment override. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you ask a twelve-year-old to do chores, it's a negative, negative sentiment <laughs> override, and so you get the you know you get the slump shoulders, you get the uh, and all that. 
And um, I think it's normal for 12-year-old boys. I do too. And so anyway, uh, so I thought, well, he needs to earn some Christmas money, so I need to pay him. And so, uh, so I thought, well, that'll help. But we've also gotten that negative reaction when we've offered to pay him before, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially halfway through the job when he thinks he's not getting paid enough. <laughs> so, and, man, this job's way harder than I thought. Yeah, and I'm like, well, let's have a little chat about that. So anyway, um, so we came up with some rules. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I told him, I said, all right, here's the deal. Would you like to earn some Christmas money? Absolutely. Colby's all about money. Oh, yeah. He like, and, he's uh, motivated to. Yeah, and so I said... Uh, I said, dude, here's the deal. I'm going to pay you, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like 40 bucks, like like, five bucks a hole. mm -hmm. And uh, I'll pay you 40 bucks because the auger is going to cost me like 90 bucks. Yeah, it's a deal for us. Yeah. So I'll pay you 40 bucks. You got to dig all eight holes. Mm -hmm. You can't dig like three and do them out, right? You got to dig all eight holes so it's all or nothing. With a good good attitude. attitude. I said, if you give me a bad attitude, if you give me any or anything like that, it's going down to 20 bucks. And you still got to dig the holes. And you still got to dig the holes. (laughs) And uh, he's like, okay. So, man, we got out there. I let him drive my truck out there, the 84 Ford out to it. And he... You know, he dug the holes. He thought it was so fun. Have you let and, Josie drive that? And uh, um, she's, no. She, Don't uh, tell her then. Maybe she did once. No, she hasn't. She hasn't. Okay. She hasn't. Ooh. So she doesn't listen to podcasts. Okay. I don't think. So anyway, so he got out there. He did, he did like three holes yesterday. He's going to finish it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a great attitude. I was really and proud of him. And he did them quick. I mean, it took him like five minutes to do it. It's amazing how when we have a great attitude towards something, how mm-hmm. quick we can get it done. Versus bad attitude, takes all day. We try to find an easier way to do it. It's like, Bleh. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's amazing how just putting on the right attitude and having a good good heart going into something, man, it changes everything. So the last uh, last couple of weeks ago, we had him rake up some leaves around yep. a tree. It took him three days to do it. It did. We paid him. Didn't pay him a lot, but we paid him. He did it with a bad attitude. He kept trying to find an easier way out. And I said, dude, if you just go and do it, you'd be done with this in an hour. Yep. It took him three days to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he went out there and he dug these first three holes in like five minutes each. And he, today he's going to go out there and, and he knocked it out. And yep. I'm so proud of him. Yep. And uh, I was probably more patient with him. I'm working on that. And, uh, and we were paying him a little bit more money. So that probably helped. But he just... I was so proud of him. And so I think that segue is really good into today's podcast as we continue talking about what a positive sentiment override, uh, meaning defaulting back to it. So let's take a minute and let's kind of recap from our last episode. So in our last episode, we talked about how important friendship is to having a successful marriage. Mm -hmm. And remember John Gottman, he says, friendship fuels the flames of romance because it offers the best protection against feeling adversarial towards your spouse or on mm-hmm. opposing teams. And then uh, we also talked about positive sentiment override, or if we want to be hip and trendy PSO versus NSO, it negative sentiment override. And, uh, and that successful couples all seem to have this positive override. And what is that? Uh, so PSO is when your positive thoughts towards each other are so pervasive that they tend to supersede their negative feelings. And so you default to the positive. Yep. Uh, doesn't mean there's not negative stuff going on, but no. you don't live in it. It just means that 
it takes a whole lot more serious stuff to kind of derail the relationship because you're you're at a at your you keep your default mm-hmm. in a positive state. Yep. And uh, and then when the friendship is low, you end up with a negative sentiment override where everything gets interpreted in a negative manner. Everything gets on your nerves and all that. So. Yep. So today uh, we want to dig in and look and see how we can build a positive sentiment override because it's so important in the marriage. All right. So. Christmas is right around the corner, and if you are a parent of an adult child that's married, then we've got a gift idea for you. We really recommend a uh, private marriage retreat for your married children. And why is this such a great gift? Well, because young couples, young couples with children or young couples even without children, they don't have a lot of resources yet. And taking those small amount of resources and investing it into their marriage relationship probably isn't something they're going to do. They're going to spend it on the kids or other things. So a private marriage retreat gift from you for Christmas would be awesome for them because it gives them a gift of investment into their marriage relationship. We've had a lot of parents do this, and it's really a wonderful thing. So go to themarriageadventure.com check out our private marriage retreats and contact us and see how you can gift them one of these retreats. I think they're going to love it. So we mentioned in the last episode that kind of one of the evidences of a healthy marriage isn't really how much you disagree or or even argue because let's face it I mean couples it's healthy to disagree with each other I mean otherwise you've just got two robots it's a good thing but you gotta get things done that's right right. that's right everything no but the evidence of a healthy relationship is is really how quickly you can move through those disagreements and get back to a place that's you know you're meaningfully connected and you've you've been able to forgive each other and um I think sometimes couples think well we're, we're in a bad way because we're arguing. Well, it's okay to argue. It's just how quickly can you move through those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've likened it this before. So um, it, it this morning I went for a run. And uh, if I had gone for this run like two months ago, because um, I'd kind of gotten out of running for, mm-hmm. I don't know, the past 10 years. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm getting back into it. It was something that was really meaningful in my life for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then I just took a sabbatical for 10 years. And so... Um, so I'm like, man, I'd like to get back into that. And so, well, this morning I was able to, man, I had a great run. My heart rate returned back to a, a good um, a good pace, uh, whatever you call that. Quickly. Recovery. Recovery. There you go. Um, however, like a month ago, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the same thing. I can tell I'm in a good level of fitness when my heart rate returns back pretty quick and I can regain my breath quick. Um, in the same way, yeah, in the same, thank you. In the same way in our relationship, Bonnie, I can tell I'm spiritually at a good place and we're relationally at a good place when we disagree or something happens, or maybe it's a personality quirk or some thing, uh, happens that with me that I have a personality quirk quirk and you you don't appreciate (laughs) and and whatever it is that I can quickly forgive you quickly Mm -hmm. get over it quickly apologize see how quick I can bounce back from that um personality quirk you did really quick there (laughs) we must be in a good place um so that's a great tell 
Mm-hmm. However, if it's if I'm sitting on something for days on end or weeks on end, yeah, and it's just uh, ruminating, is that a is Ru- that a, ruminating? R- ruminating. Ruminating. There you go. Ruminating around in my head. Did mm-hmm. I say it correctly that time? Yep. Then um, that's not a person I court. Good, thank you. And uh, and it's just floating around in my head. This argument, this conversation with you, that thing that just gets on my nerves. I'm not at a good place. Right. I'm not at a good place spiritually and relationally um, mm-hmm. with you either. Yep. So I mean, how do we get back to a place where we can have that positive? Where that's our default because yeah. it's override. I mean, we're always going to have those things that drive us a little bit crazy in marriage. If you don't, then you're not breathing. But but to default back to the positive, mm-hmm. we've got to work on that. It's not something that you just, if you're already in a negative place, you're just, you're not going to get back to, okay, I'm just going to decide I'm going to be positive all of a sudden. And so the first thing, and we mentioned this on the lapis, la, lap episode, <laughs> last episode, um, if you haven't listened, that'd be a great thing to go back and listen to because uh, we introduced this whole thing. But um, but we mentioned in the last episode, first you have to make sure there's no resentment or areas of unforgiveness lurking in your hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if that's there, then good luck. And right. so we've got to make sure that we confess those to the Lord, ask forgiveness, give forgiveness, allow the Holy Spirit to root those out of our hearts. And so that we can kind of almost, uh, in sound engineer terms, zero out, get back to a place of, to where we're, we're, we're not in the negative, mm-hmm. right? And yep. so maybe that's a financial term too. make sure yep. that you're at uh, a place of positive. So second, um, you have to rebuild with positive sentiments and fondness for each other through positive experiences. And Vonnie, talk about that for a second. Well, and we used the illustration last week about replacing dead, old dead wood. You got to dig all that out and then yeah. in plate replace it with the new wood. But it's a spiritual concept as well because, you know, in our spiritual lives, it's like we, if we, when we get saved, we come to Jesus, we've still got the old mind mm-hmm. and all the old. Um, ways we used to do things, but scripture says to not be conformed any longer to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind in, mm-hmm. in Romans twelve two, And it's that concept of overriding the old data mm-hmm. that's been in, in our mind and the things we've all, the way we've operated It's overriding that old data with new. And it's, that's the way that we change our, our heart spiritually mm-hmm. is by renewing our mind. And in the same way, we, we change our feelings towards our spouse if, spouse if we're in a negative tendency. We, we can overwrite that over time, mm-hmm. one day at a time, by replacing the, the old negative sentiments with new positive experiences. Mm-hmm. But that's, in, that's intentional in the same way that I have to be intentional about renewing my mind spiritually. If I'm going to replace, I mean, because some people have lived in years not just mm-hmm. getting in a in a little funk here and there, but some people have lived in years with the you know NSO towards their spouse, and it's mm-hmm. and that takes time to overwrite that mm-hmm. one day at a time by choosing. Okay, today I'm gonna I'm gonna replace it. I'm gonna replace it with the good things, and we're gonna find ways to create positive experiences on purpose. And yeah. Um, and so this is this process of creating these positive uh, experiences and all. We're going to call that attunement. Okay. And what does that mean? Um, 
it's tuning into our spouse, mm-hmm. tuning, you know, uh, attuning, attuning into our spouse. It's kind of that concept of the old radios, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so in your car, you can tune in digitally. But you remember the old radios your, your dad or grandparents had? The knobs. The, the knobs that we had when we were kids. And yeah. you could fine-tune that little needle into a station. Josie still has one of those in her bedroom. That's true, because we don't allow phones in bedrooms. And so if she wants to listen to music, she's got an old radio. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. She gets like two channels. <laughs> like one's some old Southern Gospel channel. She loves it. And uh, and it was so funny because I'm like, how do you know that song? She goes, it's my only choice. It's the only <laughs> channel I get, so I know all these old Southern gospel. Oh, so it's what she goes to, to sleep with at night. It's great. It's awesome. Um, she wouldn't choose to listen to, but when that's the only thing you got, it's awesome. And um, but but anyway, you're tuning into your spouse, and nothing is more healing uh, than the joy that comes from feeling known and understood. When you're both you know. attuned to each other, yeah, and yeah. and I and husbands, I really want to speak to you. It, it, it's there's nothing that will make your wife feel more loved than being able to tune in and getting to know who she is mm-hmm. on that on that deeper level, and really listening to what she says and what she doesn't say, mm-hmm. and uh, especially around Christmas, right? Uh, oh, okay. But but that's what attunement is. And so remember when you first started dating, you and your spouse? Chan- oh, gosh, we would, like, talk forever. We would. We would spend hours on the phone if we weren't together, or we would stay out till midnight. We were, we were out all the time, and it was just we would have fun. We'd go do all kinds of stuff because we were getting to know each other. And we didn't have money, so we'd no. do cheap stuff. Right. Oh, no, we would Which go on picnics. Re- required talking and interacting and all that. Yeah, yeah, we were just figuring out what is it you like. And we didn't go like. to our first movie until we had been dating a year. I know. We were engaged. You're right. When we went to it, our first I, movie. I remember it was uh, the movie Twister. It <laughs> just aged us. I know. Twister was at the movie theater when we went yeah. and saw it. Of course, 90s. I didn't sleep for weeks worrying about the weather. But. <laughs> but but that's what happens when you first start dating is you're attuning into each other, mm-hmm. right? And you're getting to know each other and you're building these positive experiences. You spend time talking and dating, having fun. And, and you're tuning in. And yeah. so um, that's how you're getting to know each other on that deep le- deeper level. Well, and you, you're, it's like neither of you is, you're, you're trying to be all in and you're trying to prove to this other person you're all in. And once you, it's like you walk down the aisle and you've proven, all right, I'm all in now. And then we get busy. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know. I'm I'm good. We've I've I've reached that goal of marriage. Is till we're stuck together now. We're we're it's, we're glued up and we're not going anywhere. But the problem is we we get so busy that we stop attuning. We were talking this morning in our family devotions about how we hear the voice of the Lord, and we were talking about um, that what keeps us from hearing the voice of the Lord is mm-hmm. distance and distraction. Yes. And that's the same thing in our marriage. What keeps us from attuning into our spouse? Same concept. It's distance and distraction. Yep. So am I distancing myself from you by whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Or am I tuning in? Am I being distracted? And, uh, and so you look in at marriages when life gets busy, we stop attuning. And so in the past decade, I mean, think about it. Man caves. And yep. she sheds have become all the rays. Oh, yeah, because we got to have our that? own space. Well, it's me saying I got to have me time. Mm-hmm. 
and there's some validity and needing us needing a little bit of time apart but when you live in your your man cave or she shed that when do you yeah when do you spend if you're not intentional about spending time together you can go in your own world it's another opportunity to just isolate us from our spouse and and our families Mm -hmm. and now we have this space that's created just for us that um, is comfy, and I could stay there. Mm-hmm. And so you, you couple that with phones and social media, then we're slowly putting more and more into our lives to divide us and quarantine us from our spouse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, most spouses, I wouldn't say most, I don't know, but at the end of the day, a lot of couples, so many couples divide and go their separate ways. Once the kids go to bed yep. or what, whatever. They're, you know, they after dinner, they divide and go their separate ways. And well, a lot that's of how times, they defrag, supposedly. Yeah. If you have teenagers, the kids do their thing, and then the yep. family's not together, and they defrag that way. So the husband's playing video games, and the wife might be watching The Bachelor or something like that. And this is fine to do every so often. Yeah. Or once a week, twice a week even. But we can't do that every night. You cannot I mean, do that we every we'll night. go through a season where we might binge watch something together, but when we're we're done doing that, I'm kind of like, okay, I miss just pillow yeah. talk because I feel like I fall asleep by the end of the show and then I hadn't had any time to really catch up and talk to you. It's like, okay, we can only do that for a little bit. Yeah. That we've got to make sure we're staying connected, especially as our kids are getting older now. When we, our kids were little, it was a lot easier. We'd put them to bed at 8 o'clock, and we're up till 10, 30, or 11. Well, that's a couple of hours. Well, our yep. kids are staying up later and later, and it's like I'm getting up earlier and earlier to try to have some quiet space in the house. And so by the time it's time for them to go to bed, I am my head Wiped. hits the pillow, and I'm out. So we've just started saying, okay, you know, Guys, you got to go to bed. It's 9.30, 10. You got to go to bed. Oh, we're going to bed anyway. You don't have to go to sleep. They don't. They, you know, but you got to go to your bedroom. And, uh, of course, most kids go to their bedroom at 6, 7 and stay there all night anyway. And that's not good either. You need some of that family connection time. But it's interesting that when a baby arrives, uh, first, you know, new baby comes on the scene, they say the average of 60% of the couples... 67. 67% of the couples say their marital satisfaction decreases. Mm-hmm. Wow. 67% of couples, their satisfaction in their marriage decrease. Well, you think about it. They're, they're, they're tired. They're more tired, so they're not having as much time to spend with each other. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes um, a mom moms are more seem to be more guilty of this than than dads but we pour all of our physical loving emotions into a child and we withdraw that sometimes from our our husband so we're not needing to be as con- feeling like we need to be as connected to our spouse so our marital satisfaction goes down because we're replacing it with the with the baby mm-hmm. um yeah and then when you get used to that you just kind of stay on your separate islands. Yep. And then if you keep going in that way, you become, we all become a different person about every 10 years. That's, I see that's different. True. We, I think we've said that before, but yep. that's true. And so if you're not continually building these positive experiences and continuing to attune to each other, mm-hmm. if you tune out for, 10 years or five years, well, now guess what? You're a different person. I'm a different person. And and truly, it may not be somebody that I like. 
Mm-hmm. But if we attune to each other daily, weekly, monthly, yep. and we continue to change, chances are we'll change together because mm-hmm. we're attuning together. And so then that person that is different after 10 years, well, I'm a whole lot more like them because we've kind of attuned together over the years and changed together. Well, it's kind of like continuing education. If yeah. you're if you're in uh you know, if you're a teacher every so often you got to go back to school and kind of continue to learn how things have changed and lawyers, pilots, or, I mean, people mm-hmm. do continuing education because things in a career field are going to change, especially if in the medical field. You think about it, there's stuff constantly developing. Yeah. So you got to keep up with that stuff mm-hmm. or you're really going to be behind or you know, you just try to insert yourself if you don't continue to change and then you you it look up dangerous yeah it really can and so in our marriage we've got to continue to learn our spouse as they change we've got to learn to change well be filled with grace for them through the process of changing mm-hmm. and change with them mm-hmm. um you know it's that idea that we're evolving together it's like the growing old together that's such a romantic notion yeah to grow old together but if we're not together the whole time. Yeah. If we're not growing together, mm-hmm. we're just going to wake up old and apart. That's right. So, Bonnie, load a question here. How have I changed over the years? How am I different now than 10 years ago or 20 years mm. ago? Besides, I mean, I get it here, right? But <laughs> You come back to that all the time. Well, that's true. I, I mean, I saw that coming. I saw all the men <laughs> in your family when I married you. It's not like it was a shock. <laughs> I mean, I love I love your so your family, but you know, you did get the the hair thing, and I, I knew I that. Did. I knew that That's was coming. Right. Right. Um, um, I would say you still love you still love change and to be moving forward in things, but you've learned how to do it in a way that's um, more considerate of the people around you, mm. and um, more patient for the people around you who, like me, who. You've learned to take into account my feelings through the process and to bring me along gradually rather than dragging me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one big way, I think. Um, spiritually, obviously, you've grown in the Lord since, I mean, you, you've always walked with Jesus, but I think we all grow up in him. Ob- yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the prayer, but yeah. um, you've changed. I mean, so I never would have thought when I married a musician that we'd be in um, doing what we're doing now. Living on a farm? <laughs> well, Okay, that's a completely separate thing. I never thought you'd be living on a farm. <laughs> but um, but just the music and the traveling and all that, I mean, our whole world has changed. And, yeah. and that's marriage. been something we've done together. Marriage ministry. Marriage ministry. Still all ministry, but mm-hmm. just a different. Yeah. yeah. I'm scared to ask how I've changed. You have not. You look exactly Stop. the same. You do look better. You look pretty as you've gotten older, which we all have. Um, uh, you, uh, you know, I think when your when your dad passed away, that was a big. We've talked about this. That was a big change in you, mm-hmm. and uh, you. So over the past ten, fifteen years, you've become more open handed, more um, open hearted towards people, mm-hmm. and uh, and not as closed off uh, towards people. And that's been a, that's a great thing. Talking to the um, person who stays on the farm and just mainly <laughs> spends time with animals all day. Uh, and that's another thing. You love donkeys. You never loved donkeys. No, before, but I've always right? loved animals. Um, and so there's 
there's there's that and so um and man cooking you've gotten to be so much better at cooking well that's fun but um, so we do we all change and and as you've changed all your likes aren't all my likes and all that's my true. likes aren't your likes and i think that's something that's different but I now can, but as we change together I love you, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate you loving those things. Yeah, and I don't hold them. That could those all those things. If we had a negative sentiment override, we could those things would just bring resentment. Yeah, because we would feel. Well, why are we spending well, money on get, these yes. animals? Or why mm-hmm. are we spending money doing this? Right? Yep. Or why are we? You know, um, but because. God's developed this positive sentiment override with us, and we've been able to attune together. Um, then, and I can't say that, that. I mean, there were seasons we went through. We talked about in the last episode that yeah. we didn't. Um, but because we have now, we're back to a positive sentiment override. Mm-hmm. Then I love those seeing you do those things, and you love those things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't love them, you love me, right? Well, I love I love that they breathe life into you. Right. And that's and that's what I think having attuning to each other continually, the process over time, daily, weekly, monthly, mm-hmm. um, helps to create that uh that positive override where we default back to that. Mhm. Yep. And so just t- take some time and just try to become familiar like intimately familiar with your spouse's world I mean you know the things that they like and and dislike for the most part you know how they take their coffee but um remember remember the major events in their history and then keep updating those facts as their world changes and and develop appreciation for that that's Mm -hmm. how you can keep your override positive Mm -hmm. is constantly evolving together um that's great. Yeah. That's good. Well, that's all we have for today. Next week, we're going to do part three of this and continue to build on it. So if you're on Facebook or if you're on Instagram, uh, definitely follow us at The Marriage Adventure. And please, please, please share this podcast with all your friends. Y'all have a great week. Oh, we are all-